start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam. What doesn't kill you makes you Well, happy Monday morning, guys. Welcome to the morning jam. Our toll-free number is 866-916-3776, and our text number is 434-248-0704. I don't know if that's just an indication by, uh, you know, what the headlines are like, what doesn't kill us, makes us stronger. I swear, this weekend, I'm reading through the headlines going, nope, not today. Can't do it. But it just seems like they try to make the headlines sound even worse than they are. And believe me, they don't need any help. That's all I have to say about that. I hope you are off to a good start on your Monday so far. We're going to do our best to make sure that that is the case. Here's your thought of the day for your Monday. If today you are a little better than you were yesterday, then that is enough. Yes, indeed. What if you're not? Well, then you need to work on that. If you're not better today than you were yesterday, you need to get on that, my friend. Get on it. Yeah, I'm maybe in the middle. <laughs> okay. Here's our text number, 434-248-0704. Uh, this is our Mind Jam trivia. We're trying to ease you into your morning, trying to get those brainwaves moving. Today's question is about a food that is believed to have first been made for Queen Elizabeth I in the UK. That was the first time it was ever made in the UK, was for Queen Elizabeth I, but is also a very beloved item by Agent Dale Cooper in the 90s TV show Twin Peaks. What are we talking about? Text us your guess, 434-248-0704. On this day in history, in 1952, the African Queen film, directed by John Huston, starring Humphrey Bogart, and Catherine Hepburn is released in the U.S. This was the first time I saw an old movie that I was like, huh, maybe old black and white movies are interesting. And it's probably the one that started making me watch old movies because I never really had much of an appreciation for them before that. In 1962, John Glenn becomes the first American to orbit the Earth aboard Friendship 7. And then in 2016, a four-inch lock of John Lennon's hair sells for $35,000 to a memorabilia collector at an auction in Dallas, Texas. That is a lot of money for a little bit of hair. Uh, If it is your birthday today, happy birthday to you. You share it with some pretty famous people. I have a lot of birthdays in the family this week. Bailey has a birthday, and Bryce has a birthday, and then my stepdaughter-in-law, she has a birthday. Stepdaughter-in-law? Mm-hmm. Got it. Yes. She's married to my stepson. No, I got that part. Yeah, okay. I was just, I was just making sure, I was clarifying what, because you paused, <laughs> but you had a really big pause. Well, you, because you want to, I wanted you, to make you, sure you, I said it you, right. You said it like stepdaughter-in-law. Well, I know, because I was going to, I was going to say stepdaughter, and then I had to fix it. Okay. So, yeah, lots of birthdays. Lots and lots. You gonna have one big party? We are Sunday. Smart. Uh huh. Gonna gonna throw down big. Well, I can have nicer stuff if I'm doing them all at one time. We can have better ingredients. Better you know? pizza, Papa John's. <laughs> there you go. 
We're not having pizza. A model Cindy Crawford is having a birthday today. She turns 57 years old. The former Mrs. Richard Gere. I had forgotten they were married, but they but they were. Uh, actress Andrea Savage is turning 50. If you're a fan of Tulsa King, you might be a fan of Andrea's. Officer Burke filled me in. You okay? I passed my driving test. There is that. Congratulations. Seriously, what are you doing here? Came over the radio. There was a shooting. They mentioned your name. You know you're free to go, right? I really love her in that show. Of course, I really love that show. So it's coming back for a second season. I'm kind of excited about that. Um, Also having a birthday today is comedian Trevor Noah. I use that term comedian loosely because I just don't think he's that funny. Actually, I don't think he's funny at all. But anyway, uh, he is turning 39 years old today. Actor Miles Teller turns 36. He played Goose's son in Top Gun Maverick. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much love drops in bed insane. You broke my will. Of course, I will say, if you look up his name online, it just shows the beach scene from Maverick. Fun fact, still haven't seen it yet. I need to see it. You I still just... haven't seen Maverick? No, nah, I just haven't been able to. Oh, I know it's on Paramount Plus, so I can it's watch it there. It's so good. If you, It took me a while to watch the original Top Gun, so like I was like 13, 14. I know that i don't know that if you didn't experience top gun in its original form like I, I i'm just at the age where top gun was like it that was yeah. just the movie and so to be able to to come back and do maverick and for them to do such a good job with it it was a real thrill i don't know if it'll be as thrilling for for someone your age but it might be because it is a really good movie well i enjoyed like you know, Days of Thunder, I love, which is very, like, you know, another t- action Tom Cruise movie. Like, Version of Top Gun. And I'm a big... He's good in it. He, he's good. Honestly, give me any Tom Cruise action movie, I'll, I'll watch well, you it. The Mission Impossibles and Days that, of Thunder. That needs to be your homework for this week. You need to watch Maverick. Uh, also having a birthday today is Rihanna. She is turning... Or Rihanna. Rihanna. There you go. Rihanna. I was like, Rihanna? No, Rihanna. Uh, well, I'm, I'm I'm a, you know, product of Fleetwood Mac. What can I say? It's uh, okay. She is turning 35 years old today. When you hold me, I'm alive. We're like diamonds in the sky. I knew there you go. There's your Rihanna. See? Proud of you. Uh, also having a birthday is actress Sandy Duncan. Of course, she was probably best Lots known. Lots of birthdays today. There's a lot of birthdays today. Uh, she was probably best known as being Peter Pan on Broadway for a long time. In the 70s, she was everywhere. She was in every commercial. She was on Scooby-Doo, even, Sandy Duncan was. But she was in a lot of commercials as Sandy well. Sandy Duncan. Glamorous Hollywood star. And during commercial breaks, hawking a certain snack food. Eating wheat thins, one after the other. Though it turns out it's a rival cracker she now prefers. I love Triscuits. Is this an exclusive? (gasps) Yes, this is an exclusive. (laughs) She hawked wheat thins for for years, but she really loves Triscuit. Who knew? I'm with you, Sandy Duncan. I am. Uh, also having a birthday today is uh, singer Brian Luttrell of the Backstreet Boys. He's having a birthday today. Oh, 
Ah, there you go. The Backstreet Boys having a birthday today. Lots and lots of birthdays. Uh, Back to our Mind Jam trivia this morning. We uh, are asking you a question about uh, a food. It's a National Food Day today. And this was first made in the UK for Queen Elizabeth I. And it is also very beloved by Agent Dale Cooper in the 90s TV show Twin Peaks, which was such a weird show. Uh, what are we talking about this morning? That is our that is our question for you this morning. Did you even watch Twin Peaks? No. Do you even know what Twin Peaks is? I know what it is because I was a big fan of the... Um the CNN specials that like on the 90s and okay. the 2000s and oh, yeah. so I think they talk about Twin Peaks on the 90s one so they do that that was a it was a big deal in, so in the 90s they talked about it a lot um I'm uh, weirdly into documentaries hmm. like that would be something like I'll go down a rabbit hole like one night like there's so I many did a, I did a lot of, there's so many times when I watch like mafia documentaries I'm just like I don't know why I'm fascinated by the docu like, and I barely have watched The Sopranos. Like I'm trying to get into The Sopranos, and it's really good. It's just like you have to watch it slow. It's so intense. It is, and there's so, a lot going on. With so it, like for sure. Well, we're getting lots of guesses this morning, including blood pudding. No, that's not it. Uh, cherry pie is what Nick said. Bye bye. From uh, from oh, Madison Heights, Mar- and then he goes. Was that the weirdest show ever? It's pretty weird. Twin Peaks is a pretty weird show, I will say. Uh, We've got lots of ground to cover. We will have the answer to our Mind Jam trivia. We'll talk about everything that happened over the weekend uh, coming up here on The Morning Jam. We'll be back. The Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Catch up on all our latest interviews, game recaps, and more on SoundCloud by searching Virginia Talk Radio Network. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to The Morning Jam. One of my favorite things is listening to Trey try to sing along with the songs. Because <laughs> it's like... I used to kill... Sweet cherry pie. That's about it, yeah. But I, I, I used to jam to this song on, on Guitar Hero, the video oh, game. Oh, yes. That was that was a popular one boop, at my boop, house, too. Boop, boop. Yeah, you really felt like you were getting something done. At least uh, I know the song. I know. Look That's at that. fair. That is pretty impressive. I also don't want you to hear my singing that well, so I try to mumble it. Oh, is that what it is? It's not, not that you don't know the words. Why well, okay, cherry well, pie? There's a little bit of that. She tastes so good. Make a grown man make cry. Make a grown man cry. Yeah, Sweet cherry it's pie. It's very, it's, it's hardly, you know, some stellar songwriting lyrics. Let's be fair. You sure. do not want to hear my singing anyway. So <laughs> you're glad I kind of. <laughs> just... It makes me happy that you're singing. It's all good. That is the answer to our Mind Jam trivia today. Uh, we were asking you about a food that was first made in the UK for Queen Elizabeth I and was a very popular food of uh, Agent Dale Cooper in the 90s TV show Twin Peaks. Apparently, there were a lot of people who watched 
Twin Peaks because there were all, all kinds of people guessing that one, and it was because of of Twin Peaks. They were quoting him actually, so that was kind of fun. Uh, good morning, you're on the morning jam. Hi, who's this? Hey, Janet, I'm glad you played uh, Cherry Pie. At least you can get that Backstreet Boys out of my head. Oh. Uh, you <laughs> you know, are so. welcome. Yeah, so, uh, but I mean, that's that's a good song, and my daughter is about Freya's age, but she listens to Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses and all of that good stuff, and, you know, so. Well, it's important to indoctrinate uh, them early. Yeah, I did. I, she likes Batman and Star Trek and stuff, too, so. <laughs> I've got her. I've got her indoctrinated. But I wanted to say that uh, story. How come Biden is flying all over the world, but he can't fly over to East Palestine? And and I heard Dan Bongino. I don't know what is he doing in in Ukraine. That's very. (laughs) I mean, why Ukraine? Well, I mean, Donald Trump can. He's going up to East Palestine this week, and I don't know if you saw that thing. I saw it on Dan Bongino's Twitter, Uh, but he. Oh, after I he flew Friday up there, night. they were releasing some fund, uh, some aid. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, they released the aid, and they wasn't going to release it. And you know, the the chemical content is the same as what was at Camp Lejeune, to which the government had for 50 years. So, just saying, you know, uh, it's the same chemical. Did you know that? Uh, I I don't know but, that I, uh, I knew that. I knew that that it had been banned in other forms. Uh, since the 70s, yeah, like in aerosol forms, it had been banned. No, it's a, uh, so if a government had it and didn't, didn't allow nobody to sue for 50 years over at uh, Camp Lejeune, it's the same same chemical, vinyl chlorides. So it's, um, it, that's, that's just strange. And I think it's like 100 times worse at uh, East Palestine than it is at uh, Camp Lejeune than at Jacksonville. But... It's, uh, I, I just, I'm beyond words. I'm like, I, I, I just feel like Biden don't give a crap about, and his administration don't give a crap about regular working class blue collar people. And, and I'm not alone in that. Donald Trump actually does care about people like me and truckers and construction workers and people like us. But, uh, you know, and, and he's a rich billionaire. So Biden didn't give a crap about it. You know, well, I, I, I think a lot of what Biden is doing right now, at least what it feels like he's doing, is is just trying to to keep keep us looking in whatever the opposite direction is, whatever whatever is his hottest mess at the time. He's just trying to distract us and, and get us to look somewhere else. And heaven knows, there's plenty of places to 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 point because everything is such a mess right now. But I, you know, yeah. I, I can't help my my heart breaks for the for the people in Ohio, um, because yeah, it's I mean, scary. It's terrible. They don't they don't know what's going on there. But I mean, concentrate on the people in the United States, would you? Or at least, or act like you at least send Buddha. No, I'm not Buddha tag. At least send Buddha tag up there, and you know, do something. Or you know, I feel like poking yeah. them with a stick, you know. So you know, it's like. Do something. Do something. Anything. Right. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Anyway, have you. a great day, Dan. You too. All right. Um, and so if you're if you're just joining us this morning, one of the things he's talking about is uh, the Biden administration turned down Ohio's request for disaster assistance. And then, uh, you know, a couple of days later, is it a coincidence that, you know, 
they changed their mind. I don't know. Uh, FEMA did deploy a, a team to East Palestine, but that you know that's two weeks in at that point. That's more than two weeks after this you know toxic train derailment. Um, Governor Mike uh, DeWine said that uh, the move came following further discussions with the agency. Um, it's just, yeah, I mean, you know, you've got all these stories of, of animals disappearing, uh, pets dying. One woman said like her entire, like she had chickens. She raised chickens as many people do and came out and they were all done, uh, just dead. Um, and there's also a lot of footage coming out of there where the waters and streams just have a film of, of chemicals over them um so I, I don't know you can't help but but wonder what's going to be happening there um for sure so we'll be talking about some of of biden's adventures this surprise trip to the ukraine uh an unannounced visit uh there we're also going to be talking about uh, some situations in austin uh they had a a lot of trouble in Austin uh, after street race racers just kind of took over a major intersection there and uh, injured a police officer. It was just completely unruly and really drew attention to the, the fact of how understaffed that not only the police department is, but also, you know, the 911 call center uh, completely overwhelmed there. We had some, excitement in the lynchburg area as well uh, four juveniles are now in custody and four handguns have been seized following an incident at the river ridge parking lot and we'll have more on that from wdbj7 here in just a little bit but a lot of us were covering that and kind of following along with that over the weekend and it also touched on a story that we've talked about here on the air as well where one of those handguns was was a stolen handgun uh, and this took place, to my knowledge, outside of Home Goods there at River Ridge Mall. So uh, we'll get more details on that coming up from WDBJ7. Also, uh, lawmakers very frustrated by Virginia's marijuana laws. And, you know, we talked about this. This, of course, uh, all occurred while um, uh, Northam was in office. And we said all along we did not have the laws in place to legalize marijuana and yet that's still gone down uh, virginia house panel shot down a bill that would allow marijuana retailers to open in the commonwealth in 2024 and um, lawmakers are frustrated because they're saying the policies are confusing and right now it is legal in virginia but the only legal way of obtaining it is if you grow it yourself so, you know, not only do you uh, do you have to, you know, find the seeds and do all that, but you got to grow it yourself if you want to recreate legally. And only retailers in the state currently are for medical use only. And they're, uh, they just cannot seem to come to any agreement on this. Um, both sides are agreeing it needs to be regulated, but some aren't interested in... Um, legalizing recreational use. Senator Mark Peake 
said we don't want a bunch of legalized marijuana being sold uh, in Virginia. He doesn't see laws changing anytime soon um, because the, of the split in the Senate and the House. Uh, Senator Cree Deeds wants to see action now. He says the law is a complete confusing mess and we have an obligation to try to fix it. The reality is it's out there. People are using it. We need to, here you go, regulate it, tax it, trap the black market, and come to grips with it quickly. Well, I don't think that's going to happen because you definitely got the cart before the horse on that one, brother. So it's going to be interesting to see. I I think that they're right. I don't think they're going to get anywhere on this. Um, We've kind of made a mess of that one for sure. WDBJ7's on the way. We'll take a look at your local regional headlines coming up. Also, a little bit later on, uh, we're going to be talking about President Jimmy Carter. They've called in hospice with President Carter as he is seeking to live out his last days at home with his family. Uh, also, Don Lemon, has he finally overplayed his hand? He is on an extended holiday at this point, I think is what they're calling it. And then an Ohio man led a high-speed pursuit Saturday starting in Augusta County, ended up in Allegheny. We'll tell you more about that. It looks like a movie from the 80s, like an action movie. Not a very good one, but still. We'll be back. Unseasonably warm forecast ahead for you, too, here on the Morning Jam. Good morning. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. Record-breaking heat likely by Thursday of this week. I'm meteorologist Bradford Ambrose. Scattered showers out and about throughout our hometowns on this Monday, especially along and west of the Blue Ridge. High temperatures into the 50s and low 60s. And windy conditions continuing into Tuesday. Slight chance of a shower with high temperatures into the 60s. Overnight lows down into the 40s. A few showers possible by Wednesday. And currently this morning, I can't find my temperature app because I didn't update. And there it is. <sighs> uh, in Lynchburg, 45 degrees, 44 in Bedford, 44 in Roanoke and Salem, 45 in Danville, 44 in Amherst, and 45 in Appomattox this morning. And I cannot believe the temperatures that we're going to be getting later on in the week. That is crazy. I had a, a girlfriend yesterday say, I'm thinking about opening the pool. Just and then kidding. snow on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> it's a little bit crazy, for sure. Uh, the Allegheny County Sheriff's Office had some excitement over the weekend. A 32-year-old man is said to be being held without bond after leading U.S. Marshals on a high-speed pursuit Saturday. His name is Brandon Smathers. He's 32. He's from Ohio. The high-speed pursuit started in Waynesboro in Augusta County, went through Rockbridge County, and ended in Allegheny around the 27-marker westbound. That is, that's a pretty long chase. It happened around 5 p.m. on Saturday. According to deputies, the uh, Virginia State Trooper and deputies of the Allegheny County Covington Sheriff's Office 
were able to get the suspect vehicle stopped after he struck two Allegheny County City of Covington patrol vehicles. Smathers is wanted on a fugitive warrant out of Dark, Ohio. The fugitive warrant is for the rape of a 14-year-old. He's also facing charges in Allegheny and Rockridge for eluding police, having no operator's license, and is being held in the uh, regional jail with no bond waiting uh, extradition. So, well done for those officers getting him off the street. But he definitely gave them a run for their money. No doubt about that. Kind of crazy. The uh, Virginia Senate has killed a transgender bill on parental notification. The battle between parents' rights and some Virginia school districts continues in Richmond. We talked about this a little bit on Friday. Fairfax and Loudoun County Public Schools are among some Virginia school districts that ban the school staff from notifying parents if their children identify as the opposite sex without students' permission. Republican Delegate David LaRock introduced a bill that would require Virginia schools to notify parents if their children tell school staff they're considering or have decided to transition transition their gender at school. LaRock says the bill would also clarify raising a child to his or her biological sex may not be construed as abuse. LaRock introduced the bill after Democrat delegate Elizabeth Guzman said she was going to introduce a bill that would criminalize Virginia parents who don't affirm their child's chosen gender identity. Okay. Says that we first have to complete a child protective service investigation. She told uh, a news outlet there where she serves in October of last year as she explained how her bill would work in practice. It could be a felony, it could be a misdemeanor, but we know that Child Protective Services uh, charge could harm your employment, could harm your education, because nowadays many people do a CPS database search before offering employment. On Friday, Sage's Law was killed in committee by Virginia Senate Democrats. We talked about that on Friday. Rome, who is now running for state Senate, spoke against the bill moments before the Republican majority passed in the House of Delegates. She said, you can say you think that every single parent is going to love that child, and I wish to God that was true, but if that was true, CPS wouldn't exist in the first place. 866-916-3776 is our toll-free number if you have a thought on this. We're dealing with dire consequences on a bill as reckless as this, forcibly outing kids regardless of the safety of their home, regardless of what's going to happen to them when they get home. Again, making the parents the bad guy. You don't even talk to the one person in this body who actually knows what it's like to be scared as a 13 to 14-year-old. If anyone finds out they're actually trans, you have no idea what you're doing. You have no idea the harm they're causing. Michelle Blair is the mother of Sage. We've talked about Sage's story a lot here on the show. She disagrees. She says she told the school that she was identifying as a boy and asked the school to hide that from us, her parents. 
So the school did and used male pronouns and a new name and told her to use the boy's bathroom. The counselor also gave her transgender websites to go on and meet trans friends, and they kept it all a secret from me. She's been assaulted by a group of boys in the boys' bathroom. She ran away right into the hands of an online predator. She was abducted from Virginia, gang rape, drug, taken by sex traffickers to Maryland for nine days of abuse. Standing alongside Michelle last week in support of Sage's Law was Jess Smith. We supported this bill because it's a good parental bill, said Smith. As parents, we have the right to know what's going on with our children in all aspects of their education, mental, physical education. The school should not be speaking to our kids, our students, without us knowing what's going on. We are the parents. They come home to us every day. We need to know what's going on. If there's something going on that can cause them harm, we need to know. We're the parents. The school is not the parents. The Smith's daughter was sexually assaulted at a Loudoun County High School in 2021. Covered that story as well. Since then, they've been advocating for school safety and school transparency. Sage could be anyone's child. And let's not forget this happened in Appomattox. I mean, this isn't, this isn't some Northern Virginia school, folks. This is in a little small town in Virginia. I feel that everything Sage went through is horrific. It's tragic. She was finally rescued, but that was after the school wouldn't tell the parents what was going on. Sage has a loving mother. If she knew, this would have been different. If parental involvement was their first priority, then maybe it wouldn't have happened. But that's the decision our education system won't involve us in. As parents, we need to know. This is also the mother that Marilyn would not send her home to because she refused to refer to to uh, Sage as a boy. Perhaps she just referred to Sage as Sage, you know. I'm telling you, we are failing our children in this country right now. We are failing them in an amazingly horrific way. I've got a, an article uh, on signs that your children are, are spoiled and off the rails. One of the things is when you indulge everything that your child has a thought about, if that's indulged and just written down as law, that is not good for that kid. Kids need guardrails. They need guidance. They want it. I think everybody wants that to a certain degree. Everybody needs to know where their boundaries are, what their expectations are, whether that's growing up or even if it's in a job. People don't want to be just floating around in an abyss. They need to know what the guidelines are. And our schools are just making anything goes at this point. It's pretty messed up. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on The Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and keeping their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. This next recipe I made over the weekend, it was so good. It's an Italian wedding soup. And I do love it very much. Now, if you want to lighten this up, 
Uh, you can do that by using ground chicken instead of um, ground pork and, and beef. Uh, it's also uh, just a really low-calorie uh, soup as well, and it, it's just super delicious. You're going to start with uh, half a pound of ground beef or ground turkey. Like I say, I use a whole pound of ground chicken because that's what I wanted to have. But you do whatever it is that you want to do, and FNL can take care of you either way. Uh, and you're going to mix that with a half a cup of Italian breadcrumbs, a third of a cup of Parmesan cheese, one whisked egg, a fourth of a cup of parsley, two cloves of crushed garlic, some salt and black pepper, and a little bit of olive oil, especially if you're using the ground uh, chicken that doesn't have a lot of fat in it. You're going to want to mix that all together. Don't overmix it just until it's well combined. Then you're going to scoop out two teaspoons worth of mixture, shape it into a meatball, and you're going to brown them uh, in some with a nonstick cooking spray. It'll make about 48 meatballs if you do that, smaller ones. And you're going to brown those in a Dutch oven. After you get them all browned, take that out, and then you're going to add into that your diced carrots, onion, and celery. Saute that for three to four minutes. Uh, then you're going to pour in your broth and deglaze the bottom of the pan and bring that to a boil. Uh, once that's brought to a boil, you're going to add in your pasta of choice. I use little tiny shell pastas because it holds the broth and everything when you're eating it, and that's pretty delicious. Then you're going to add in your salt, your black pepper, your red pepper flakes, and put the meatballs in. Give it a good stir. Simmer it for about 10 minutes until that pasta is cooked through. And then once that's done, you're going to add in... A, now, this sounds like a lot of spinach, but it's, it's just perfect. You're just going to dice up three cups of fresh baby spinach, and you're going to add that at the end. When you get ready to serve it, toss it with a little bit of uh, more of parmesan cheese serve it with some crusty bread this recipe comes together very quickly and the flavors are just amazing italian wedding soup check it out by going to our facebook page type in janet's five and dine you'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share brought to you by fnl market where their meats are cut above before you fire up the coffee maker turn on the morning jam the definition of the word jam. To pack something tightly. A machine seizing or becoming stuck. A sweet preserve made from fruit. A common sense radio talk show. The Morning Jam. 866-916-3776 is our number. We'd love to uh, hear from you this morning. And we're happy that you're a part of our radio family. We always like hearing from you, whether it's by text or by phone call. So I was telling you about an article that I read over the weekend talking about how to raise successful kids. And in this article, a child psychologist shared the five signs that you have raised a highly spoiled child and how you can undo it. Now, my theory is you better have this in hand by ages four or five, or it's going to be really hard. Not impossible, but very difficult to undo. Um, as parents, we hate seeing our kids unhappy. So giving in sometimes feels a lot easier than saying no. And that probably is true when they're younger until you realize what kind of monster you're feeding every time you do that. Um, constant coddling and pampering can be very harmful in the long run. Parental styles that shield children from challenging experiences reduces their opportunities to build resilience. And I think we're seeing the repercussions of that a lot in our country right now. 
Uh, as a child psychologist, I have seen spoiled children grow up to be overindulged, selfish, very unhappy, and consistently dissatisfied adults. Luckily, there are ways to undo their bad behavior before it gets worse. The first step is to identify the signs of a spoiled child. Here are the most common red flags. There are five of them. Not taking no for an answer. Your child expects to get things their way and usually does. In fact, they're the ones constantly telling you no. That's definitely a warning flag on the field. Number two, being more into receiving than in giving. Spoiled kids are unappreciative of what you do for them. Instead of saying please and thank you, their go-to word is gimme. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Demanding things ASAP. They don't consider that other people may be inconvenienced by their request and expect you to set your priorities aside and cater to them. Hmm. Okay. Um, they... And that doesn't always look the way you think it looks. L- let me just say, I, I had a kid that I would not make a decision. They would not, especially as they got older. It was one of those things where you would say, okay, this is what we do, we're doing. Would you know, are you going to do it? And they wouldn't give you an answer one way or the other, which I found to be very selfish because that impacts other people, whether or not. They need to plan food for you, whether or not they need to make accommodations for you. You know, are you waiting for something better to come along? It's far more congenial for you to just say no. If you don't want to go, just say you don't want to go. Otherwise, it's just rude. Um, Only thinking about themselves. They feel entitled. They expect special favors. If another kid in class gets an MVP sticker, they get upset and say that they deserve it more and are very jealous about it. They're never satisfied with what they have is number five. They're used to having all the toys in the world, but it's never enough. They're always wanting more. Since spoiled attitudes are learned, they can be unlearned, says the expert. Just don't expect your child to appreciate your new parenting style because that's not going to happen. They'll likely be resistant at first, so take things slow and just don't give in. Number one, say no without guilt. Parents often believe that saying no decreases self-esteem, but research show that kids who are raised with structure and less permissive parenting have higher self-worth and feel more empathy towards other people. When you say no, give a short reason to help them understand why. Homework comes before playtime. This way they can have fun without worry or no playtime today because you have a cough. It could be contagious. We don't want your friends to get sick. Uh, Number two, praise the right things. If your kid is addicted to praise, or maybe that's their love language, is word of affirmation, um, praise them when they do something for or with another person. For example, you and your classmate did a great job on that science fair project, or giving your old Lego set to the toy drive was very thoughtful. I love your kind heart. This reinforces the importance of caring. So don't be so quick to ask, what did you get on the spelling test? Instead, Say something like, tell me about one nice thing you did for someone else today. Number three, boost gratitude. Practice gratitude helps children feel happier, cope better with adversity, and increases their life satisfaction. 
Hold regular gratitude rituals with your child. Younger kids can draw things they're grateful for. Older kids can write their appreciations in a diary. You can also take turns sharing appreciations at their dinner table or keep a a shared family gratitude journal that everyone can write with. Stretch waiting. Research showed that being able to pause, wait, and delay is highly correlated with future academic and financial success. Here's the thing. Kids aren't used to waiting for anything right now. Everything's instant. Adults aren't used to waiting for anything now. Everybody wants everything instantly. I mean, there are studies that show customer satisfaction now, based on 15 years ago, is ridiculously short. Like even being checked into a, to a hotel used to, if you were checked in within 15 minutes, you got a five star rating. Now, if it's less than, if it's not less than five, you'll get torched in uh, in reviews. We all must learn to be more patient and to wait. And you got to teach that to your kids. If you're on the phone and your child wants your attention, signal that they need to wait. If your daughter wants that sweater now but forgot her allowance money, tell her, you know, you need to remember your money next time and we and we'll take care of it. If your son pushes his sister off the chair so he can use the computer faster, well, I won't tell you what I would say do about that because uh, he wouldn't be on the computer at all. But they've got to learn to wait their turns. And then um, point out insensitive actions, focus on giving, not getting. All good advice, I would say. But do we acknowledge that? I don't know. There's a lot of spoiled people out there. Speaking of spoiled people, uh, Don Lemon has been put on holiday. That's what they're saying. He's been benched from the network following his controversial comments demeaning presidential candidate Nikki Haley. A CNN insider said that Lemon has no plans to return to the air earlier than Tuesday, adding he's taking a holiday and that his return to the show depends on where his head is at. I can tell you where it's at. (laughs) It's nowhere near his head. Um, The on-air suspension comes after he issued an apology to his colleagues for being insensitive. He'll probably be back on tomorrow and try to act like nothing. It's just business as usual. Speaking of being insensitive, we were talking off the air about Tiger Wood getting some... Yeah, Tiger Wood's got some heat. Um, I think this was... Thursday. A lot of people were excited though that he was back playing. And he played well. well. Yeah, just and and played pretty like, well. Yeah, but apparently he and his a, a very good friend Justin Thomas. Yeah. Uh, they were in the same group. Um, and Rory McIlroy, another one of his good friends, were all in the same group on Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. and Tiger outdrove Justin on one hole. And it was caught on camera. Tiger was not trying to make this a big deal. Like, he subtly... This was like a private joke between the, the two of them. He handed him a, a tampon. Product, yeah. A, a tampax, tampon, basically. And um, it it got some people upset. And uh-huh. I just was like, ah, <laughs> we're getting a little too far with this stuff. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's going... It's going a little too far, for all, sure. I'm all, sure he wasn't trying to insult. Is that what they're saying? He's, it was insulting, insulting to women. women. And I was like... Because you played like a girl? <sighs> I mean, was that, the, was that the message? Yeah. Okay. I was like, come on. Like, 
Uh, look, nowadays you can't, you know, at, at least he's a dude playing in I a dude's t- division. When it I'm comes pretty to, happy. I guess Tyre doesn't have the best reputation when it comes to women. He doesn't. He doesn't. But still. But, th- I mean, that's absolutely a boys being boys Like, kind that's of just thing. a... If that was on a regular golf course between two guys, like that, you Nobody know... Nobody would even think twice about it. And it, if it didn't get caught on camera, no one would have cared. <laughs> Well, it's no Don Lemon. I'll say that. Coming up, CBS News is on the way from the Roanoke News Desk. Bill Trefiro coming up on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. You're listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM Greta Danville. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. Record-breaking heat likely by Thursday of this week. I'm meteorologist Bradford Ambrose. Scattered showers out and about throughout our hometowns on this Monday, especially along and west of the Blue Ridge. High temperatures into the 50s and low 60s. And windy conditions continuing into Tuesday. Slight chance of a shower with high temperatures into the 60s. Overnight lows down into the 40s. A few showers possible by Wednesday. 46 degrees in Lynchburg. 45 in Bedford. 46 in Roanoke, Danville, Salem, in Appomattox and in Amherst, it's 45 degrees. Well, the state of Ohio has been in the news quite a bit. Uh, our thoughts still with the people living uh, there in that Ohio area, Palestine, near the Pennsylvania border. And um, we're, we're still finding out more about how this happened, why it happened, and what the repercussions of it might be um it would seem that a security camera has released some footage of the norfolk southern train near salem ohio which is about 20 miles west of where the site later derailed and it appears that even 20 miles out they were trying to stop that train and you could see sparks and flames underneath one of the cars. And, of course, they're now saying that the derailment was caused by a mechanical problem on one car, uh, saying the wheel bearing on that car appeared to have been overheated. And, of course, around 9 p.m. on the 3rd, 50 cars derailed. And, um, and this is in East Palestine. Now, that's just... Uh, half a mile from Pennsylvania. And, of course, the crash caused a fire spanning the length of the derailed cars. Eleven of the cars contained hazardous material, vinyl chloride being one of them. Um, And they also evacuated people in that area, uh, about 1,500 residents. And then they initiated a controlled release of the vinyl chloride from five cars to avoid another explosion and sending uh, toxic fumes into the air. Of course, the you know the problem is now we've got to figure out exactly how much damage has been done. Biden administration refused to send FEMA initially. Now they've sent some folks there. Um, Ohio Department of Natural Resources said that about 3,500 fish died in local waterways, including the Ohio River. That's become contaminated. Um, State officials say they had not collected any evidence of animals other than fish suffering from the spill. 
But what we do know is that residents have been sharing stories about chickens, rabbits, foxes, other animals falling ill. And what is that doing to the people there? I mean, who knows? Apparently, if you're in that area, there is a very pungent odor that remains in that area. Residents complaining of rashes, uh, eyes watering, other symptoms. I'll tell you, if that was me and there was any way I could get out of Dodge, I would be like, done. Lots of concerns about pollution there. Um, Authorities are saying the air is safe to breathe and the municipal water supply is safe to drink. Although, they're recommending that you drink bottled water. Really? I don't know. Ohio governor um, has reacted to a video that's gone viral showing kind of a rainbow, a chemical rainbow in a creek in East Palestine, Ohio, near the site. And uh, the governor said in a press conference that a section of Sulphur Run remains severely contaminated and we know it's going to take a while to, to correct this. Um, we may not know for a long time exactly how much damage has been done to this area, as is the case with, you know, many situations like this. We don't know until sometimes years later what's going to, what's that going to do to the area. And of course, there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there, you know, talking about this wasn't an accident and this was planned. I, I mean, I don't know that that's true, but yeah, we, we don't need to be surprised about anything at this point so there was a a nurse that has kind of a an interesting story to tell um there's a lot of people now that have side hustles lots of people are doing things on the on the side Uh, but stephanie beggs was named to forbes 30 under 30 list for 2023 for her side hustle Uh, this nurse has turned her side gig into an online empire. Uh, ER nurse turned popular TikTok content creator Stephanie Beggs joined Varney and Company to discuss her unintentional success, talking about how she turned her 15 minutes of fame into a life-changing opportunity. She said, I kind of fell into it. It was very unintentional. I got started selling my notes when I graduated from nursing school. I was studying for the board exams what we call the NCLEX for nursing. And it was right when the pandemic happened, so I had nobody to study with. I would teach myself um, to the wall, and I would record it. And then I posted that onto social media, and people loved it. Then they asked to buy my study sheets. So then I created a shop that eventually became viral. And yeah, so now I still sell study sheets. I passed the boards a long time ago, and now I sell them for students who are approaching the board's exam and taking tests in nursing school. She started selling her notes in 2020, surpassed the $2 million mark in profits last year alone. She sells her study sheets out of her online shop, RN Explained, at an affordable rate of $2 per sheet. Class-specific sheets for $30 to $40 
or a giant bundle covering a majority of nursing school subjects for $150. If you buy a study sheet, just one single study sheet on one condition, it's $2 a sheet. But I do sell them in bundles for specific classes. So a pediatric bundle, critical care bundle, those are $30 to $40. That includes 50 to 60 medical conditions. And then I sell all of them in one giant bundle for pretty much all of nursing school, and that's $150. Beg's unprecedented success has turned into a full-time job. However, she still works as a nurse and also picked up a university instruction gig. Isn't that the way it goes? Like, that... That was so innocent. She wasn't sitting around thinking, how am I going to make millions of dollars? Uh, she did it to, to help other people and maybe have a little side hustle going on. And now she's been named to Forbes 30 under 30. That's, that's pretty cool. I, I think that's awesome. Pamela Anderson has been back in the news lately and... Um, She's been throwing a lot of people under the bus, but according to uh, David Hasselhoff, he opposed Pamela Anderson being hired to to Baywatch. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying. Well, I say I say, according to David Hasselhoff, uh, Joel Thurm, who was the veteran casting director, said that um, that he was the one who paved the way. For Hasselhoff's best years, like uh, Young and the Restless Night Rider, Baywatch. He also witnessed the new star make a splash in Baywatch, the series about lifeguards. But Thurm, who recently wrote the tell-all, Sex, Drugs, and Pilot Season, Confessions of a Casting Director, claimed that Hasselhoff was hesitant about having Pamela Anderson join the show. He says, I'm sure Pamela is a lovely woman in person, but what I can see, and certainly from what I've learned from her Netflix documentary, uh, it's no surprise the ratings went up after she joined. If the ratings are going up, it's going to benefit Hasselhoff. According to his book, Hasselhoff initially opposed hiring the Playboy Playmate, insisting that (laughs) that Baywatch was a family show. Really? Was it a family show? It was a show. It was a show. I don't know that, you know. Well, I'm not going to say that. But uh, gifted girls running down the beach in slow motion is necessarily a family show. Uh, Despite his objections, of course, she uh, donned the red swimsuit and came on board as C.J. Parker in 92. He did agree to meet her, was overwhelmed by her charisma and um yeah he was he was convinced later (laughs) oh my goodness yeah i'm sure he changed his mind pretty quickly we'll be back with more on the morning jam 866-916-3776 maybe he was afraid she just wasn't as talented an actor as he was you think that's it Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam.
Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam. What is that? 866-916-3776. On, on, on from Tom Tom Club. Ah, okay. All right, I don't know who that is. Turnabout's fair play. Uh, Joe Biden has made it clear that he intends to stand for re-election in 2024, but yes. despite his State of the Union address reflecting a fighting spirit uh, that many interpreted, uh, interpreted as another indication for a 2024 bid, uh, Biden's intention may not necessarily line up. I'm saying yes because I bet someone 100 bucks you would he would run again. So that's what that's why I was very confident. Well, that. we've got a lot of people who are coming out uh, about uh, from the other side. I mean, Trump has indicated he's going to be running. Got if I put money, Haley. even more money on it, I would bet it's a repeat. Ugh. Um, there's I'm not a- saying that's what I want. I'm just saying that's what is going to happen. There's also a Vivek Ramsey R-A-M-A-S-W-A-M-Y. I can't even say his last name. Um, He has indicated he's inching towards a presidential run, hoping that his vision for the country would separate him from what will likely be a very crowded GOP primary field. Uh, He's 37 years old. He's from Ohio. And... He warned that the real threat to liberty is the merger of state power and corporate power while knocking Republicans who want to go back to 1980 and tout Reagan solutions. All right. So this is he's he's kind of a he's a, a newcomer for sure. So lots of people showing up on the GOP side. But within the Democratic Party, there have been a lot of concerns over the president's age, low approval rating, the classified documents found in his Delaware home, that certainly hasn't helped. But if he doesn't run, who would run? Um, and there are several names being touted. Kamala Harris, one of them, which I think would just be a disaster. Uh, of course, she's the current vice president. She would appear to be the obvious second choice if Biden decides not to run, but much like the president, she has done very poorly in approval ratings. I think in, uh, earlier this month, she had like 39%, something like that, which that's probably just because she's been pretty much off the face of the earth. Uh, while the vice president's approval ratings have historically been tied to those of the president, Harris would have to find a balance between setting herself apart and not diminishing the administration's efforts. Other names being floated out there. Stacey Abrams. Really? Stacey Abrams? When Georgia flipped blue in 2020, many credited Abrams for the success. The former minority leader of the Georgia House of Representatives was a prominent campaigner for the Democrats ahead of the 2020 election. But... Uh, despite the success being attributed to her, um, it comes with a difficult electoral record for sure. She ran for governor, lost both times. I don't know about that one. Uh, Pete Buttigieg. It's just because she, she's in a big battleground state. That's the only reason why she's on the list. Uh, 
<laughs> I'm not kidding. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I think that's. that's it, if it, these are the best they have to offer, they've got if, a huge problem. If Stacey Abrams was in California, she wouldn't be as big of a nominee. But the fact she's in Georgia and it's a quote unquote battleground state is the but reason. But wait, why she, there's more. I understand that, but I'm just telling you why Pete she's Buttigieg. there. Pete Buttigieg. Makes sense. Former mayor of South Bend, Indiana. He's already run for the Democratic nomination. And outside of Biden, the only one to win a state, right? Uh, Iowa. And Bernie won a state. Iowa. Um, so, yeah, but he he hasn't done... He was much stronger then than he is now. That's for sure. Uh, Gavin Newsom. That makes sense. Uh, on the list, except he's like the worst governor ever. He won a second term at the midterms, made headlines last year when he paid for billboard states and conservative billboards in conservative states like Texas and Indiana, advertising that abortion is still legal in California. Elizabeth Warren made this list. No. Senator from Massachusetts, uh, previously ran for president in 2020. Uh, became known as the candidate with the most detailed plans for every issue on the agenda. Continues to make waves on Capitol Hill. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer. After winning a second term as governor in November, defeating a Trump-backed Republican and increasing her win margin from 2018, she has entered as a wild card contender. So, who do you all think is going to run in 2024? I'm curious. 866-916-3776. You think it's going to be Biden-Trump again? Unfortunately. Mm. Now, now let's say they both don't. I would argue that it would probably be the best interest to be Gretchen Wimmer. If I'm the Democrats, because she seems to be the most popular across and both because, parties. Because people don't know that much about her. That too. Yeah. But like, if you look at her track record, like Michigan, I guess, is a, a battleground state. And if she increase again, you meet a couple boxes. Battleground state, you meet, she's a woman. Like, yeah, but how is she going to, how is she going to overcome Kamala though? You know, I I don't she's, know. Kamala's they, so polarizing where I think she'd oh, be she okay. Oh, she is. She is polarizing, but she certainly has name recognition for the diehards. I don't know. So it'll, does Gretchen. Uh, it'll be. Has enough now that she's, I mean, she's the governor of Michigan, so it, it she has enough. Hmm. Hey, our uh, switching gears here a little bit, or a lot of bit. You know, we've been following along with a Canadian teacher the uh, crazy Canadian teacher who teaches shop and has the Z-cup prosthetic bosoms. We've been talking about that person for a while. Very strange. Um, he did an, an interview with the New York Post and told the New York Post that they're not prosthetic. He says they're real. <laughs> He's just doubling down or seeing down, I guess. Um, he calls it a rare condition where breasts can become excessively large. And um, 
He fired back at the allegations that their prosthetics, that they were for show and a publicity stunt. I identify as a woman, female, she, her, Lemix emphasized. But the teacher also acknowledged that gigantomostastia was not a common ailment, according to the interview. It's rare. It affects women on a very rare basis. But in my case, I believe, and my doctor thinks, because I have XX chromosomes as well, that has something to do with it. And hormone sensitivity to estrogen has caused it. Yeah, because you're not a woman. He's been accused of dressing like a man outside of school as pictures surfaced of a middle-aged man wearing men's sweatpants, trainers, gray shirt, and a navy puffer vest without breast, makeup, glasses, or wig outside of the school grounds. That outfit was in stark contrast from when he first went viral wearing the large prosthetics with tight-fitting clothes at school. The report caused heads to spin on Twitter with some political commentators and influencers speculating that he was putting it on as an act. The Canadian shop teacher might be the Dark Knight, not the hero we need, but the one we deserve, said one. There is no way that that's real. No way. And there are photos of him roaming around like a dude. So... I don't know what his game is. We even had a listener who who called in and said that he was doing this to try to draw attention to how absurd this is um, to basically stop this whole, you know, you have to acknowledge me as I'm identifying because of the absurdity of it. I don't think that's what it is. I think he is a card-carrying nutbird. That's what I think. Uh, it is interesting, though, that they have these these photos now of him out. No way are those real. Sorry. Coming up, we have got your uh, local and regional headlines coming up with Nisi Payne from WDBJ7. And we'll have more of your national headlines and your local headlines as well here on The Morning Jam. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. Record-breaking heat likely by Thursday of this week. I'm meteorologist Bradford Ambrose. Scattered showers out and about throughout our hometowns on this Monday, especially along and west of the Blue Ridge. High temperatures into the 50s and low 60s. And windy conditions continuing into Tuesday. Slight chance of a shower with high temperatures into the 60s. Overnight lows down into the 40s. A few showers possible by Wednesday. 
And currently we have 46 degrees in the Lynchburg area. That's the same in Bedford, Roanoke, Salem, and pretty much everywhere right now. A little bit cloudy. Boy, do we have some warm temperatures heading our way uh, towards the end of the week. So everybody, you know, break those shorts out. Not that, do you ever even put your shorts away? I don't even, because periodically you show up in in shorts, even in the wintertime. I know. Like right now, it's, it if it's like, gonna be above 50 degrees i wear. i just like like so what was it last week or no a week before so, last i i'm texting trey going all right we have lots of guests coming in tomorrow please wear pants and then i was like huh if somebody saw that they might take that the wrong way yeah well <laughs> i you just meant like i just sweatpants meant, well you know right so when i had surgery when i had my major surgery right i had basically i had to have bags Right. Uh, with attached to me, so I couldn't wear long pants. So for a long time, you for just a long used time, to shorts. I would wear shorts, or like if I had to, like if I, I couldn't wear really wear long pants. So I'm just right. so used to wearing shorts. Right. And ever since I discovered golf shorts, it's like all <laughs> I wear because they're they're because I have to have pockets. Uh huh. Um, but I also like they're both the they're professional enough. Because they're like cat, they're either be khaki or or gray, like the ones I'm wearing are gray right now. But they have good pockets and like they look formal enough where I'm not like I don't look unprofessional in right. the workplace. That's right. But I'm not. I just don't like long pants. Like if I wore long pants, like any day I wear jeans or or khakis, and I, as soon as I get home, I'm I have changing. a friend. I, I have a girlfriend who wears flip flops year round. Like year round, that. she wears flip flops. I know someone who does that. I, I don't I don't get it I don't understand that but she, but she does that's what she's comfortable in that's what she wears I will I will say when I came back from Florida and I couldn't wear my flip flops anymore I was a little sad because I too enjoy the flip flop but Rogan took care of that because he stole my flip flop and my like my Nike flip flops like my cushy Nike flip flops that probably needed to be replaced anyway when summertime comes. I wear my slides, like, as much as possible. He has a layer, um, Rogan mm-hmm. does, that he he keeps. Oh, he also destroyed. I told you he stole the remote control. Yes. But it was, but it still worked. So we were still using it, even though it looked like it had been through a disaster movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, he took care of that this weekend. But nice. you And if you stand on our front porch, because we kind of look over a big lawn... You can see the layer now. He's he has now officially collected enough crap that he you could probably see it from a satellite. Um, branches he steals branches out of the uh, bonfire pit, sticks, a solar light. There was a solar light in there, yeah. That he just he randomly pulled he, up. He could have an episode of American Pickers. Do- yeah, he could. He probably could. And and my flip flop, which is now beyond repair. So I'm gonna have to replace those. Moment but of silence. It, it, I know it was it was sad because it was my gushy ones that I loved, but it happens. It's all right. Well, we had a lot of uh, excitement over the weekend. Of course, Nisi was telling us about the incident that happened in front of Riveridge Mall, but Blacksburg also had an incident. Two people are injured after two separate shootings in Blacksburg. The first one happened at about uh, just before 2 p.m on bluestone lane and uh, the blacks 
Blacksburg police found a man with gunshot wounds in his arm and leg and began first aid. He was treated and taken to Lewis Gale. Uh, while investigating the first shooting, officers were called to the 1800 block of, of Whipple Drive and a second man with gunshot wounds was found there. Uh, they transported him to Lewis Gale. According to the Blacksburg police, both victims are acquaintances. They do think that those are related. And they say that there isn't a threat to the community and ask if people know anything about what happened to please, you know, contact authorities. So the, the situation in Lynchburg, that had to do with underage, four underage individuals and one stolen gun there. Um, which is, again, a reminder to make sure if you do have a concealed carry and you do have a gun that you keep in your car to make sure it is always locked up. Because we just covered uh, how there's been a huge increase in guns stolen from vehicles all throughout the listing area. The entire listing area has had an uptick from the south side, Roanoke, Lynchburg, Blacksburg, New River Valley, everywhere. They've had an uptick in gun thefts mardi gras typically a happy time for a lot of folks uh now it would seem that um there has been a shooter that five people were shot on the mardi gras parade route in new orleans one person has died um this took place last night along the parade route in new orleans uh, one dead, four others wounded. And if I'm not mistaken, one of those is a, a young girl in that. It occurred around 930. And a spokesperson for the New Orleans Police Department uh, said that three of the five victims were men. Then there was a woman and a young girl. The victims were all transported to a hospital for medical treatment. The girl and all but one of the other victims are in stable condition. The remaining victim, one of the men, has been pronounced dead. A suspect was taken into custody in connection with a shooting shortly after shots were fired. Two weapons also confiscated there. Police were in the vicinity of the scene when shots were fired. The New Orleans Police Department and the Orleans Parish Sheriff's Department uh, and the Department of Corrections assisted in the response. Police are working to gather information about a suspect along with possible motive to determine if additional people were involved. You know, it makes you wonder if events like Mardi Gras are going to be able to continue with the amount of, of shootings that, that we're seeing uh, and the lack of, of um, staffing for police for communications are they going to start canceling some of these big events um austin texas is a place where a lot of events are held or have been held in the past now austin city council members are speaking out about the police department's vacancies and the ongoing problems with their call centers after they had a very chaotic scene unfold over the weekend it would seem that street racers took over an intersection at South Lamar Boulevard and Barton Springs Road, drifting in the middle of the street, setting off fireworks. And I don't mean crappy Virginia fireworks like pew, pew. 
no, these were not like little fireworks. These were like legit blow your hand off fireworks. One law enforcement officer was injured. Several police cars were damaged. One council member, Mackenzie Kelly, said, imagine for a moment that the incidents last night happened with large scale events going on. She says she is becoming increasingly concerned about police vacancies. The possibility of a catastrophic cascading failure due to lack of support from the police department are putting residents and visitors at risk. This is not a good thing for Austin. And it's not just Austin. Because we're seeing this around the country. And these bad people see this as an opportunity, whether they have ill intent or whether they just want to be a bunch of jackasses, to go and take advantage of this. Uh, Council member Allison Alter told the Austin American statesman that she happened upon the street takeover, called 911, and was on hold for nearly a half hour. That's not a good feeling. I mean, what if that had been a life or death situation? Hi, thanks for calling 911. Can we put you on hold, please? Um, yeah, I've been shot. Your call is very important to us. Please hold on and we'll get to you as soon as an operator is available. Your estimated wait time is 30 minutes. That's not acceptable. The Emergency Communications Division has been dealing with crisis for months. The 911 call center lowering its minimum staffing requirements last August due to unprecedented, uh, unprecedented vacancy rates. In October, the average hold time was two and a half minutes. Only about two-thirds of 911 calls were answered within 15 seconds that month, far below the national standard of 90% in 15 seconds or less. Kelly and Alter were the only two council members this week to vote against a one-year contract extension between the city and the Austin Police Association. Nine other council members voted in favor of the one-year extension on the current contract, which will expire at the end of March. The union, which is against the temporary extension, had been in negotiations with the city on a four-year agreement, but that deal appeared to fall through after the termination of city manager Spence Cronk last week. So we got a lot of things going on there. Travis County District Attorney has indicted more than a dozen Austin Police Department officers for actions taken to quell the 2020 riots, which damaged the state capitol, blocked major thoroughfares downtown, and threatened police headquarters. Do you think that probably had something to do with people vacating the position? Probably so, Einstein. You know, it's kind of difficult to do your job when, if you do your job, then you're going to, you know, be accused of bullying for trying to keep people from burning down the Capitol and destroying your city. Not good, Austin. You do not, you do not get a gold star on that one. We'll be back with more of the Morning Jam. 866-916-3776 is our number this morning. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam.
hungry for some truth with a side of common sense? You want answers? Then you found the right choice. We are the Morning Jam. So lots of times I'm, you know, listening to different music, different versions, different covers. I heard a cover of that song. It was actually off America's Got Talent that was unlike any I had ever heard before. Her name is uh, Debbie Dawson. And here is her version of Dancing Queen. Debbie Dawson. I just thought she was so cute. And and Simon had given her a hard time because her parents hadn't come. Like, when doesn't rude. he give people a hard time? Well, I know. It didn't seem to bother her, though. He's gotten a lot nicer. Oh, my gosh. Compared to what he used to I be? I think part of that on Idol was a character, but... Yeah, I, th- I think so. And I think he got to a point to where he's like, I don't think I want to be this guy anymore. I'm shocked he still does it. Well, it pays the bills. That's for sure. Yeah, but he also is the executive producer of the show, so he literally just could let the show play and he gets plenty of money. Yeah, could be. But He's then he essentially would be paying himself to be a judge. So, did you ever have a party when you were in high school that your parents didn't know about? Or did you ever go to one that parents didn't know about? Uh, it, it's a rite of passage for some kids. I was never that kid. I was. I, I didn't either. My first real... I went to a couple parties, but my parents knew about them. Um, but I, my first like time I went to a party... I, well, my parents... And, like, the... A party you would talk about was college. Nathan Henderson. My first night of college. Nathan Henderson had a party when his parents were out of town. And I remember thinking, you have Was lost that a boy you had a crush mind. on? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. No offense, Nathan. But no, it wasn't. But he was he was fun. Was he the 10 you see? He was fun and he was funny and... Way to mow over that joke. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Um, so that not uncommon where people with the kids, the parents are out of town and they're going to have parties. It's been the subject of many sitcoms. Apparently, that's not the cool thing to do anymore. Now, uh, you invite hundreds of teenagers into a home of someone you don't even know. They call them mansion ragers. And there was one in uh, apparently there's one in Florida last year at a swanky mansion um hundreds of invited teenagers broke into a texas family's home for a mansion rager party they promoted it on social media without the homeowner's knowledge 
the owners of the home said we started receiving numerous phone calls from our neighbors that there were kids on our water tower on our property, that there were cars up and down the street and kids were hopping over our fence, the Austin homeowner said, saying the shindig caused thousands of dollars worth of damage. The unidentified homeowner said he rushed home last Saturday and found car after car just trying to flee the scene. The party was reportedly promoted on social media app Snapchat, described as a mansion rager. The homeowner said it was not a case of local students knowing a classmate's parents weren't home for the weekend. The family only has a toddler who isn't even in the local school system. He said it was horrifying. I mean, it was a total unbelievable violation of privacy. When the Austin homeowner pulled up to his house, he found the front gate had been broken. All the lights were on, front door wide open. Other areas of the home were damaged by drunken teenagers. There were beer cans, seltzer cans like White Claw. I saw they had thrown avocados against the wall. Damage to sheetrock, baseboards. They had thrown tools uh, through the sheetrock in our garage. They had my daughter's toys scattered around the property. The homeowner said some of the partiers left articles of clothing behind showing they attended schools from all over the area and leaving quite a bit of DNA, I would guess. Um, We have some articles of other kids that were on the property, and it was from all the major high schools in the greater Austin area. Man, Austin is having a lot of trouble lately. It was Westlake High, Vandegrift, Lake Travis, Bowie. Those are for certain. Travis County Sheriff's Office is investigating the incident, calling members of the public with information to come forward. There seems to be little consequences for the actions, and I feel like it'll keep getting worse if we don't get to the bottom of this. Of course, as I said, similar things had happened in Florida last year when they broke into an $8 million home. In addition to breaking in, they were accused of stealing a $1,500 bottle of wine, a $3,500 a St. Laurent purse, and a football signed by Hall of Famer NFL quarterback Peyton Manning. All righty then. That's like a whole new level right there. Kids completely out of control. And you can't tell me that they're not going to be able to track some of these kids down, especially if there are all these videos up online, and there are quite a few. Here's a story where... People seem to be quite out of touch. I mean, those kids are are a real problem. Uh, This Karen at a local pool kind of was a downer for everybody. A woman took to Reddit's Am I the A-Hole forum to explain how mortified she was when her son told her he needed to use the potty. They didn't quite make it on time. So she went to the lifeguard to tell her what happened. To uh, put her mind at ease, the lifeguard said, It's completely harmless. Um, you know, we have chemicals in the pool. It, it's, it's fine. Apparently a woman nearby said it wasn't okay. As she started to walk away, the woman came up to her and told the lifeguard that the son had peed in the pool. She said she knew 
and I had already told her. The woman asked if the lifeguard was going to do anything about it. The lifeguard said the chemicals in the pool would take care of it. The woman said the lifeguard was being rude because she wouldn't look her in the eye. She couldn't. The lifeguard was watching, I don't know, the pool because she's the lifeguard. The woman asked to see a supervisor, demanded that the woman stay. The lifeguard said it was okay for me to leave. As I was walking away, the woman asked if I was even going to reprimand my toddler son. I said, no, he's still learning what a toilet is and made a mistake. And she told me that people like me are everything that's wrong in America. <laughs> wow. We have, I feel like, I feel like in a way the story does represent what's wrong in America because we are so focused and hyped up on things that are just completely stupid that we're ignoring the other things. So I think in some ways, maybe she's not wrong, just not in the way that, that she thinks. Oh my gosh. Be kind to one another today, folks, please. That'd be a good thing. We'll be back tomorrow for the Tuesday edition of the morning jam we got some special guests coming in to do tomorrow's show and excited about that and um yeah we'll see you then thanks for listening and we'll see you on tuesday Listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA FM Greta Danville.